Many years ago, our sons and I were playing a little game in the house. We were batting a balloon around. The balloon floated into the living room. We kept batting it around until the balloon floated over to the mantelpiece and hit a glass candlestick that slowly fell and crashed into a million pieces. Sarah, the boy's mother, came running into the room. And as we're all talking at once, trying to explain exactly how this happened, I looked at Ben and Blaine. And at that time, they probably were maybe four and seven, maybe three and six, about. And I could see in their eyes that look. And you know the look I'm talking about. I do. I know that look because I'm sure I had it myself as I got myself in situations I wish I hadn't been in. That look that asks, as it looks at parents, do you still love me? This is a question that I think all of us ask God at times. When we have things happen in our life that are a lot more out of control than what happened with uh, my sons and I. We go through awful stuff. Our world goes through awful stuff. And we wonder, God, why? What happened? People wonder, do you still love us? Parents and God continue through the ages to answer clearly, yes, over and over and over, not just in words, but in actions. This is the good news of our faith, that we have a God, no matter what happens in our life, that loves us. But many times, for many of us, for many people, it's hard to believe. We're treated unfairly. Tragedy happens, people are victims, things from terrorism to domestic violence to national policy. And people wonder, where is God? What have I done to deserve this? God, do you still love me? All the New Testament cries out, with Jesus' response, yes, yes, yes. But one might say, that's 2,000 years ago. Jesus is up in heaven with God now. Who will respond today? Who will respond today? And there is no doubt what the answer has to be. It has to be us. It has to be the body of Christ alive today. This is what Jesus is telling his disciples and what Sarah read earlier in our gospel lesson from the 14th chapter of John. God knows through Christ how difficult it is to be able to journey on our own. We need strength. We need courage. And therefore, we don't just have to rely on our own ability. On our ability alone, Jesus promises us an advocate. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. God alive 
within us, working through us. God dwelling in us that gives us the ability to respond when we feel too weak to do it on our own. Believe it or not, we have that ability. In the midst of those times when people are crying out for God, we have that ability to be there with the answer, to actually literally be the answer. It's how, in a way, we honor the memories of those who have done the same for us. And you know who they are for you. I hope you name them today. Those people who we remember today and every day for that spirit of truth and love in them who advocated for us. Probably at times when we didn't deserve it. Who advocated for us and would advocate to us to respond today in the same way for others. A couple weeks ago, we had the director here from the Transition House, the home for battered women and children, or women and children who are victims of domestic violence. And I've been thinking a lot about that problem over the last few weeks. In some way, it's a hidden problem, but the statistics are clear. Did you know that in America, domestic violence is the leading cause of injury in women between the ages of 15 and 44, more than car accidents and muggings combined? That 50% of all homeless women and children are on the street because of violence in the home. That in the time it took me to say that last sentence, 15 seconds, Another woman was a victim of domestic violence. And yet some statistics show that there are more than twice as many animal shelters in our country today than there are shelters for battered women and children. It's no wonder in the midst of these staggering numbers today that women all over our country all around this city might ask God, do you love me? Reverend Marie Fortune, the founder of the Faith Trust Institute, a woman who's worked uh, against domestic violence for victims of domestic violence throughout her life, wrote a book called Keeping the Faith, which I read. In that book, she has this quote that connects not only for victims of domestic violence, but victims of terror in any situation. She writes these words. Feelings of being abandoned are very real and frequently result from actually being abandoned by friends, family members, the church, when we are in crisis. But these experiences do not mean that God has also abandoned you. Watch and listen for God's response, for God's presence. She understands that God calls out to people in need, just as Jesus did in the disciples, I will not leave you orphaned. 
And this is the call that we have to make as well. This is what people need to hear in the midst of violence and fear. This is what the people of Manchester, England, and in Egypt needed to hear and to believe. God does not turn away from people. God sent Jesus and God sends us, God sends you and me to look for those people who are reaching out in need and asks us to walk with them today. This sanctuary family invites us, invites our community to respond. We have this opportunity in so many different ways to respond, to let people know through our presence of God's presence, to let people know through our response of God's response, to invite people to turn to love and away from hate and terror that others try to proliferate in, our, in their lives, in our world. So many people in all sorts of struggling situations, as Paul found in Athens, as we heard in that 17th chapter from Acts. So many people are searching for God, literally groping for God. I love that idea, groping for God in the midst of difficult, dark times, in the midst of sadness and pain. And we have to let them know, as Paul let those people know so long ago, God is not far from each of us. God is with us in the midst of it all. Who's going to be there to tell those who are being abused, who are being oppressed, who are in the midst of fear as victims of domestic violence or, or as victims of any sort of violence or heartache or tragedy, wherever a soul is softly moaning Searching for God, we must respond. The spirit of truth that lives in us must come out. Because God lives in you, you also will live. Because God lives in you, you also will live. This is how we live and move and have our being. This is what it means to be a human being, to be a child of God, to be an offspring of God. Folks who feel as if the world is blinded or silent to their suffering have to know that we see and have to know that we will not be silent, have to know that we will respond. What that means for us, wherever we are in our particular journey or situation in life, can be vastly different. It's about prayer, it's about presence, it's about service. Do you know someone who feels afraid in any way? Do you know someone who lives in fear? Maybe you even know someone who is in an abusive situation. Maybe you know someone who's abused. Maybe you know an abuser. It's time that the spirit of truth spoke through you. It's time for you to get help, to, to speak up, to find out 
What services are there? There's so many services that are available to figure out what you should do. Paul said it's in God that we live and we move and we have our being. It's in God that we be, that we find our being, that we understand our identity, that we are offspring, that we are children of God. This is who we are. We're part of a legacy of love. Remember those who spoke up for you. Remember those who advocated for you. Remember those who responded for you in your life when you needed it most. And honor them today and every day by doing the same for others. This is what we're supposed to define us more than anything else in our life. Does it for you? Will it for you? Let God's love, let God's presence, let God's peace come alive in responding to someone in need in whatever way you're able to do it. Because someone is looking for God today. Someone is looking for God today. Someone has that face that our sons had. That look, wondering, God, do you love me? And by entering into the journey with them, by walking with them, by being present with them, they will find God because they'll see God and know God in you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we put ourselves in your hands. We know we are weak and we need your strength. We know that we wander and we need your guidance. We know that we get distracted and we need your vision. We know that there is so much need that it can seem overwhelming need in our own lives and in the lives of others, need close to home and need across the world. We feel frozen because we can't do what needs to be done for everyone. But someone is looking for God today. And that someone is in our life today. Let that spirit of truth, let that Holy Spirit come alive within us. Let us know it and let it be known. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's join together on, in our hymn on page 2027 of the Faith We Sing hymnal, the Black Faith We Sing hymnal. Now praise the hidden God of love. Please stand if you are able. <laughs> 